Hello there, and welcome to my corner. Now that Christmas is a week away, hopefully everyone's finished decorating, and you have some stunning Christmas trees in your house. Whether real or fake, with all the ornaments and creative tree toppers, I'm sure some of you have some beautiful trees. I know I'm pretty proud of my tree this year. I went for a whole woodsy vibe, with pine cones and lots of buffalo plaid. Even crafted some mushroom ornaments for the tree. Make sure you check out my Instagram. I'll post my tree there. Would love to see some of yours. So why do we drag trees in our house anyways? For many, it's unthinkable to celebrate Christmas without a beautiful evergreen fir in the living room, decorated with sparkling ornaments and wrapped presents. Like most Christmas traditions, including the celebration of Christmas itself, the origin of the Christmas tree can be traced to pagan traditions. In fact, were it not for Queen Victoria, the most powerful monarch of her time, decorated fir trees might have remained an obscure custom, though only a couple Germanic and Slavic countries practiced. Long before Christianity appeared, people in the Northern Hemisphere used evergreen plants to decorate their homes, particularly the doors, to celebrate the winter solstice. On December 21st, or December 22nd, the day is the shortest and the night is the longest. Traditionally, this time of the year is seen to be the return in strength of the sun god who had been weakened during the winter, and the evergreen plant served as a reminder that the god would glow again and the summer was to be expected. The solstice was celebrated by the Egyptians who filled their homes with green palm rushes in honor of the god Ra, who had the head of a hawk and wore a sun as a crown. In Northern Europe, the Celts decorated their Durin temples with evergreen boughs, which signified everlasting life. Further up north, the Vikings thought evergreens were plants of Baldr, the god of light and peace. The ancient Romans marked the winter solstice with the feasts called Saturnalia, thrown in honor of Saturn, the god of agriculture, and like the Celts, decorated their homes and temples with evergreen boughs. It's worth mentioning at this point that Saturnalia was the most important celebration in Roman life. It's a week-long lawless celebration held between 17 and the 25th of December, in which no one could be prosecuted for injuring or killing people, raping or even theft, anything usually against the law really. But although a lot of people blew off steam by taking advantage of the lawlessness, Saturnalia could also be a time of kindness. During Saturnalia, many Romans practiced merrymaking in exchange of presents. Sound familiar? In the early days of Christianity, the birth of Jesus was set at the last day of Saturnalia by the first Christian Romans in power to approach pagans, even though scholars assert Jesus was born nine months later. It was a clever political ploy, some say, which in time transformed Saturnalia from a frat party marathon into a week's celebration of the birth of Christ. While a lot of ancient cultures used evergreens around Christmas time, historical records suggest that Christmas tree tradition was started in the 16th century by Germans who decorated fir trees inside their homes. In some Christian cults, Adam and Eve were considered saints, and people celebrated them during Christmas Eve. During the 16th century, the late Middle Ages, it was not rare to see huge plays being performed in open air during Adam and Eve Day, which told the story of creation. As part of the performance, the Garden of Eden was symbolized by a paradise tree hung with fruit. The clergy banned these practices from the public life, considering them acts of heathenry, so some collected evergreen branches or trees 
and brought them into their homes in secret. These evergreens were initially called paradise trees and were often accompanied by wooden pyramids made of branches held together by rope. On these pyramids, some families would fasten and light candles, one for each family member. These were the predecessors of modern Christmas tree lights and ornaments, along with edibles such as gingerbread and gold-covered apples. Some say the first to light a candle at the top of a Christmas tree was Martin Luther. Legend has it, late one evening around Christmas time, Luther was walking home through the woods when he was struck by the innocent beauty of a starlight shining through fir trees. Wanting to share this experience with his family, Martin Luther cut down a fir tree and took it home. He placed a small candle on the branches to symbolize the Christmas sky. What's certain is by 1605, Christmas trees were a thing. Historical records suggest inhabitants of Strasbourg set up fir trees in the parlors and hung Theron roses made out of colored paper, apples, wafers, gold foil, and sweets. During these early days of the Christmas tree, many statesmen and members of the clergy condemned their use of the celebration of Christ. Lutheran minister Joanne von Donhammer for instance, complained that the symbol distracted people from the true evergreen tree, Jesus Christ. The English Puritans condemned a number of customs associated with Christmas, such as the use of the Yule log, holly, and mistletoe. Oliver Cromwell, the influential 17th century British politician, preached against the heathen traditions of Christmas carols, decorated trees, and any joyful expression that desecrated that sacred event. It wasn't until the time of Queen Victoria that celebrating Christmas by bearing gifts around a fir tree became a worldwide custom. In 1846, Queen Victoria and her husband Albert were sketched in the Illustrated London News, standing with their children around a Christmas tree at Windsor Castle. German immigrants had brought the custom of Christmas trees to Britain with them in the early 1800s, but the practice didn't catch on with the locals. After Queen Victoria, an extremely popular monarch, started celebrating Christmas with fir trees and presents hung on the tree branches as a favor to her husband, the lay folk immediately followed suit. Across the ocean in the 19th century, Christmas trees weren't all that popular, though Dutch and German settlers introduced them. Americans were less susceptible to the Queen's influence. However, it was American civic leaders, artists, and authors who played on the image of the happy middle-class family exchanging gifts around a tree in an effort to replace Christmas customs that were seen as decadent, like wassailing. Wassailing is the practice of people going door-to-door, singing and offering a drink from the wassail bowl in exchange for gifts. This family-centered image was further amplified by the very popular poem written by Clement Moore in 1822, known as the Twas the Night Before Christmas, the same poem conjured the modern picture of Santa Claus. It took a long time before the Christmas tree became an integral part of American life during this fateful night. President Franklin Pierce arranged to have the first Christmas tree in the White House during the mid-1850s. President Calvin Coolidge started the National Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony in the White House lawn in 1923. Though traditionally not all Christian cultures adored their homes with evergreens and presents, the influence exerted by the West in rising consumerism has turned the Christmas tree into an ambiguous symbol. In fact, many people of other faiths have adopted the Christmas tree, including Japan. 
The Christmas tree has gone a long way from its humble pagan origins to the point that it's become too popular for its own good. In the U.S. alone, 35 million Christmas trees are sold annually, joined by 10 million artificial trees, which are surprisingly worse than the environmental perspective. Annually, 300 million Christmas trees are grown in farms around the world to sustain a $2 million industry. But because they're often not enough, many fir trees are cut down from forests. Just something to keep in mind when picking out your Christmas tree, I advise locating your local tree farm and choosing one from there. I've seen ones where you can cut down your own. Another thing to keep in mind is when choosing an artificial tree, make sure you take care of it for it can last for years. And when you're done, make sure you recycle it properly for we're not filling up the landfills. Every little thing helps. So if you got a stunning Christmas tree, I'd love to see it. Head on over to my Instagram or Facebook. I'll be posting my Christmas tree there. Links are in the show notes. And that's my fun fact. Thanks for walking over.